clarity, connection, authenticity. I'm Alexa Ray, former mental health clinician turned life coach. I quit my full-time career because I was sick of working in a healthcare system where people were not getting the help they needed to actually shift and there were so many gaps present. I am shaking up the mental health game to help women reconnect to their authentic selves and rewrite their story from who they think they should be to who they want to be. In Authentically You, we'll be talking about all things that limit us from connecting to our authentic self. Trauma, self-worth, self-esteem, relationships, communication, addiction, self-compassion, body image, disordered eating, anxiety, challenging beliefs, all of these things. Bottom line is, I want this to help you feel seen, to help you feel safe, heard, and validated. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Authentically You Now. I feel like last episode, I said, it's been a minute, I'm back, I've been busy. Well, what happened after I recorded that episode is I got really sick. And it was the kind of sickness, I mean, I feel like so many people are sick right now with non-COVID. But I think that the sicknesses, they really linger. Like, I rarely get sick, rarely get sick. Throughout my whole life, I think I take, you know, I have a lot of respect for my body in the sense of making sure I take things to try and make sure I have good immunity, you know, meaning eating fairly well, meaning, you know, taking supplements to increase immunity, prioritizing my sleep, my mental health, my things like that. Anyway, I don't want to tell you my whole life story about all that stuff, but The fact that I got sick, I got RSV. And so I had RSV when I was a baby. This is a story from my parents. Um, And that I almost died that I had from RSV as a baby, because I know obviously RSV as a baby is really intense. Um, And I got it again. And so every time I get a cold, truly, every time I get a cold, it settles in my chest. I have this really intense croup cough, but I got RSV and it put me out and I couldn't talk for a week um, massive coughing fits. And so as you can see, the point of me telling you this is that I could, I just couldn't record any podcasts. I just couldn't do it. I, I didn't have the capacity. I'm hoping today, like I still over four weeks later, still have a cough, not anywhere like it was. And it just comes up like last night I had another coughing fit. They're not as bad, but it's so wild how it still is still showing up. So I want to acknowledge that that's why I've not been here. And I want to take this episode to talk about the holidays because the holidays are coming up. Whatever that means for you means something different for everyone. But I specifically want to talk about how much stress comes with the holidays, how much we put on ourselves, you know, especially as women, all the stuff we put in our plates to have to do the to-do list in the holidays gets so big for a lot of women depending on the life that you have chosen to live um, or different circumstances. But, um, you know, I think it comes down to, and what I want to talk about is decreasing or reducing the holiday stress by trying to set strong boundaries. We all know I'm a powerful person who believes in powerful boundaries. And I really want to make sure that everyone feels that that is a real thing as well. Um, I actually put something on my social media today saying, I'm so grateful that I would never started elf on the shelf and started this massive conversation with people about 
you know, some people are like, I totally agree. Other people are like, I truly love it. One lady said on there, oh, you're going to miss it. You know, these are the things you're going to set memories with and your children, you're going to miss it, do it. Basically sort of pressure me in to do it. No offense to people who do it. I think, yeah, it's it's a fun, fun thing for people to do, fun for kids. However, it's literally a boundary that I have set in my holiday regime that I can't take on. Like I think about setting up an elf in a different spot every night trying to be creative people are like you'd be so good at it. true I am a creative person yes I could have fun with it and I don't want to take part in it I don't want to stress every night having to put this elf in a different situation number one because I go to bed so early and number two I did it one time when I lived with a roommate and she had a young child um Xavier with a sweetheart and I remember between the two of us, she was a single mom. And so we were doing this every night. And sometimes we'd be like texting each other. Oh my gosh, can you please put, move the elf? You know, I don't like that kind of stress. I don't want that kind of stress. And it is a boundary I have set. I make my holidays special for my family in ways that I want to. And I want to just acknowledge that that is a boundary. And I think it's so, so, so important to have boundaries specifically during holidays with family. And I want to really acknowledge that holidays can be emotionally, physically, and psychologically taxing on people in addition to people, you know, buying into this capitalist perspective of having to buy gifts. There's also negotiating travel plans. There's shuffling from gathering over here to gathering at this person's house um, trying to fit every family member in, no matter how loving it, it definitely has a lot of challenges with it. And when these, these difficult family dynamics combine with holiday season stress, we can really find ourselves at a crossroads, right? Do we burn out? Do we freak out? Do we spend the holidays in a state of discomfort the whole time? Or the other side of the story, do we set boundaries around our time, around our space, around our energy, and recognize that that is simply just as valuable as any other part of, of the holidays. And so for many of us breaking up, I think with, with people pleasing is what it comes down to this people pleasing pattern and trying to break up with that. Because really, I think that's a lot of parties. Like I have to, I have to appease everybody, especially as a woman. But what if, just what if we broke up with the perspective of pleasing everyone else and started to set boundaries and how that you know, might pose a unique challenge. Personally, I have taught myself that my value does not lie in how much I give. However, that is a value that was placed on me when I was young. And so I've had to do a lot of work to overcome that. Um, and so because I was taught that value, I lived a lot of my life knowing that speaking up for myself or setting limits on how much I'm giving of my time, my energy, and my space that's in, it's just essentially mean it's inconsiderate and so for years i thought i have to bend over backwards i have to do all the things i'm supposed to do in the world and setting boundaries among family members can really be one of the most challenging things you can do and for years um you know we may have felt burdened by unspoken expectations that have been made it hard for us to put our own needs first. Bottom line, that happens all the time. And for most of my life, I struggled to set boundaries with my parents. Um, you know, they raised me, they fed me, they clothed me. And those are the things I think, okay, well, if those, if those things happen and if they did those things for me, then I essentially, um, 
shouldn't set boundaries to them. I should have do everything that they want me to do, even if I don't want to do those things. And so it's really hard to instate boundaries, you know, because we feel like we owe people things, specifically our family members. Um, and likewise, really many parents also feel that they have to leap out in front of a train for their kids. Many siblings would go through great lengths to keep one another safe and happy. Um, as a parent or a sibling, you truly just might feel obliged to offer your time, your space, your energy, money, you know, gifts without limitation. Like I don't even go into the conversation of how much debt people go into just to buy gifts for people and their families. Um, but essentially I I just want to talk about limitations in general, boundaries in general, boundaries, eliminate, sorry, not eliminate, illuminate is the word I'm looking for and challenge these unspoken, unconscious expectations that have been placed on us. Because before you may have been the, you know, the resident people pleaser, the overgiver. setting boundaries changes your role in your family system. That is something that is going to happen. If you set boundaries, you're going to shift how you are perceived and how you show up in your family and boundaries themselves. Like I always say, they enable you to prioritize your own needs and then be able to give your space, your energy, your time at a sustainable rate versus a rate where you give so much that you resent the fact that you did it. And they also, boundaries also enable healthy, healthy relationships. And that's another thing we need to remember. Boundaries can protect our material possessions, our emotions, our physical space, our spiritual beliefs. Um, and that does not mean you're mean. You're not a mean person. You can set boundaries and still be a nice, kind human. What they do is they simply draw a line between what happens to you, sorry, what belongs to you and what belongs to other people. Um, and so when I sit there and think about having difficult conversations around boundaries, I like to think about four key principles that we keep in mind. So when we refuse to set a boundary, number one, when we refuse to set a boundary, we are prioritizing other people's comfort over our own needs. Think about that. If we refuse to set a boundary, we are making ourselves feel and know and potentially, you know, reaffirm this belief we might already have that other people's needs are more valuable than my own. And that in itself is just straight up self-betrayal. And that is not going to help us get any sort of sense of self-worth. It's not going to help us feel valuable. It's not going to help us heal. None of that. Setting boundaries is a, it's, it truly takes a lot of courage and it takes courage to put yourself first, to show yourself that you also are a priority, just like every person you want to give to in your life. And it's a great way to sort of break this people-pleasing habit that you might have and practice the art, and it is an art, of self-care, of standing up for yourself, of defending your own worth. The second one I really want you to hear is difficult honesty and I'm going to explain that in a second. Difficult honesty does not equate to unkindness. You know, it's not mean to stand up for yourself. I know a lot of people, um, I did a whole podcast on giving people a pass. You know, when we have people in our family, let's say, who comment on our weight or the job that we have or don't have, our relationships, you know, what we're doing in our lives, or simply just 
think it's fine at holiday events to to talk about people's lives and their vulnerabilities and things. It's not acceptable. You know, you should never feel uncomfortable in a situation like that. And so in that situation, it's not mean. You're not being a mean person by standing up for yourself. It's actually the most authentic and truthful way to interact with other people. So you can see how if I am going to be the person that sets boundaries around how I'm being treated in a situation, it is going to change the dynamic of how I am in that family system. Not in a worse way or a bad way, but simply it's going to shift things. The third one I want to talk about is you can manage your own boundaries or manage other people's feelings and emotions, but you can't do both. So you can either make sure that everyone around you is happy, walk on eggshells, betray yourself over and over again, or you can manage your own boundaries, ensure that you're not going to leave the holiday situations feeling resentful, feeling like you're shame, shameful for not standing up for yourself in horrible situations, but you can't have both of those things, right? You can't. The bottom line is that your boundaries really might make people feel frustrated, might make people feel angry or some sense of emotion, even resentful, but that burden is not for you to carry. Your burden is to take care of yourself, to protect yourself, to protect that little girl inside of you that did not have a chance to stand up for herself. That is your job. It is not your job to caretake everyone else's emotions. And truly, it's an exhausting job. I've been there, done that. It's tiring and it's not rewarding. It's not. Um, and the fourth one I want to say is that no one in your life other than yourself, wait, this makes sense. No one in your life can mind read. They cannot mind read what you're trying to say. And it's not fair that you expect them to mind read either. There is no shame in directly asking for your feelings to be acknowledged or your needs to be met. I say this to women all the time. If you ask for your needs to be met, that doesn't make you a needy person. It doesn't make you a clingy person. It makes you a human being that's actually trying to take care of themselves. And sometimes people will place that blame on you or not blames or that label. You're being needy. That doesn't mean it's true. People's opinions aren't facts. Um, and a lot of times when we're setting boundaries, the people who benefited benefited from us not having boundaries are the people that are going to get mad at us. And even our loved ones need ongoing instruction in how to care for us because we are always evolving. We're always changing. Our needs change. Our boundaries change. And that is part of evolving as a person. And, you know, for an example, I'll use an example with just my partner list a couple of weeks ago. Um, we are like the kind of couple that we joke around, you know, we have a fun time. But then there are times when I think, okay, now I feel more like a buddy and I want to feel some desire, some connection and intimacy with him. And so I can't expect him to just all of a sudden know that I want this. So I simply will say, we're having, we're being very sarcastic and fun. And I really actually, I'm craving some intimacy. I'm craving some connection from you. And then he'll say, okay, got it. You know, versus me just getting angry that he's just, you know, we're bros. That's not what it is like, but you know, treating me like a bro. And then me sitting in my head, like, why don't you know, why don't you know that I want you to just snuggle me and hug me and not, not be funny all the time. Of course he can't know that he's not a mind reader. So I want you to acknowledge that 
you have to ask for your needs to be met. And this is scary. It is very, very scary. And the holiday season, truly practicing setting boundaries in your family to give yourself this, this gift, your own gift of feeling joyful and peaceful and empowered. How badass does that sound? You know, I think that's so really incredible to give your own, your girl, yourself and your own gift of feeling empowered and joyful and all of those things. And, um, I want to take you through some examples of, of what I mean in regards to setting boundaries around the holidays, because I think this is something that's really important. So, you know, the first one is that it is okay. Just pause what you're doing. Listen to me. It is okay to not go home for the holidays. Stay with me here. Stay with me here. Maybe your adult children, let's say you're, you have adult children. They finally have left the home and you want to spend the holidays in Cancun with your spouse. Maybe you want to visit your fiance's family instead of your own. I had one of my clients this morning actually was saying how she spends every holiday with her family and it's really important to her. And now she's actually going to be going and flying to her um, boyfriend's village to spend with his family. And she's like, I'm excited and I'm scared. It's different. Um, you know, and we talked about what does that look like and how does it feel and boundaries, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's okay. Uh, maybe home for you is a really toxic environment. Maybe you would prefer to stay home and enjoy the company of your dog, whatever that is. I know that's a big one for me. It's like going home for me is not really this enjoyable thing. You know, it's really stressful um, and brings back a lot of intense memories and emotions for me. And so I want you to know that it's not selfish for wanting to spend the holidays the way that you want to spend the holidays. You're allowed to have desires that differ from your parents, from your siblings, from the rest of your family. You're allowed to have a different understanding of what makes this perfect holiday for you. And it can be really tough to sort of ignore traditions, traditions um, that have been in your family for literal decades sometimes, sometimes finding the the right language is really the hardest part. And that's a big thing I think with family. And so my favorite way to communicate a boundary is using an I statement because we're not saying you, 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 you. It's about an I statement. It comes actually from um, a psychologist, Thomas Gordon, and he developed this I statement approach in 1970, actually, which isn't that long ago. And it centers your feelings, sorry, it centers around your feelings, your experiences, and reduces the likelihood for the other person receiving the message of becoming defensive as the listener. Um, and also it provides concrete, tangible ways for change and suggestions for change. Um, and so here's an example that I like to use my clients is I feel insert any mission mess or sorry, emotion. I feel dot, dot, dot. When you dot, 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 because dot, dot, dot. And I need, so I feel frustrated when you comment on my body because it makes me feel unsafe. What I need from you is for you to not say those kinds of words, to not say those kinds of comments, right? Or I feel overwhelmed when um, I have to go home because of A, B, and C. And what I need is to spend the holidays by myself. Um, and so it's in this example, you know, um, it could be even like, I feel sad and overwhelmed when I come home for Christmas because there's a lot of unresolved tension in our family and I need to spend a peaceful 
Christmas on my own, right? A lot of those things. So it's around the language. And sometimes if we are anxious about saying this message, you know, to a person, sometimes I like email, you know, if there's boundaries around Christmas and I feel anxious about it approaching my family, sometimes it's about, um, you know, a different mode of, of communication. Another one is pause what you're doing again. It's okay to need a break. If you're hosting, hosting a holiday is no joke. It's no small thing. You know, I talk with people all the time, how I wonder if the, the future generations are going to continue this. We make the turkey, the stuffing and all these, whatever you do for holidays and you're stressing in the kitchen and da, 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 da. Um, Will future generations actually continue this? I don't really know, but I do know that it is stressful. I've done it twice in my life. And I always think that like, when I think about Christmas, it's like, you know, you have the hors d'oeuvres, there's gifts, there's, there's screaming kids around. This is just for my child. I had a big family. Um, there's the cookies, you know, and then there's the grandma or the mom who is preparing this intense, you know, dinner. And then also thinking about how that is such a big deal, whether you're hosting the extended family for one evening, or you're hosting your kids for two weeks, or you're offering any of your time, space, and energy in any way, it's a big deal. It's taxing on our nervous system, right? And I want to acknowledge it is okay if you need a break. Taking a break break might simply mean spending a day by yourself. It might mean that you need an afternoon nap, or it might mean that you out-host or out-resource host res- responsibilities. I know one thing I love in my in my um, partner's family is that, and part of some people in the family don't like this, but I think it's amazing. I ordered a ham. Someone's making a ham for me. Someone's making the dinner. It's all coming. I love that. I love that a boundary. I think it's so great. Um, and when we think about the the I statements in this situation, it could be, I feel stressed when I have to host the family for Christmas Eve because it's a ton of work to cook the food, talk with the de- the guests and clean up afterwards. I need someone to help me clean up or I need someone to do the cleanup when the guests leave, right? Something like that. Um, another example is it's it's okay to need alone time if you're visiting someone. Visiting also is very taxing um, it's not as much responsibility as hosting someone, but it's still not a walk in the park, right? As a visitor, you're out of your comfort zone. You're going somewhere else. You're in a new environment. You're away from your own safe routines, your your comforts that you like. And so even if you haven't seen folks um, in months or years, it's okay to take some time by yourself. So this one could sound like, I feel overwhelmed by the nonstop festivities festivities when I visit for Christmas because I'm used to having a lot of time by myself at home. I need one day where I can be alone and rest and recharge, or I need a nap every afternoon, or I need an hour every afternoon, right? Whatever it is. Um, Another one is it's okay to disengage in uncomfortable or calm. um, Oh my gosh, what's the word I'm trying to think of right now? Controversial. That's what we're looking for. Controversial conversations. Um, you know, there's a lot of things we talk about, politics, religion, things like that around the dinner time. Of course, there's these these dangers, but some people don't, I want to say that every time I go to, not every time I say, but majority of the time when I go to a holiday dinner, my partner's family, they're always talking about politics, always. And I don't even have one ounce of interest in that 
let alone have a stance to, to stand on. And, you know, it becomes uncomfortable. And so I really want you to acknowledge if you don't have to decide to take part of these conversations, and if there's any sort of uncomfortable conversation or a conversation that you truly just don't want to be a part of, set a boundary, protect your values, protect your limits. And this might mean you simply get up and walk away, or you can use the I statement of, I feel uncomfortable when you talk about politics over Thanksgiving dinner because it creates an atmosphere of tension. Let's change the conversation into something less controversial or less uncomfortable so we can enjoy each other's company, right? Makes sense. Another last example I want to use that's really common with people is um, it's okay to not be okay with the dynamics of your family. Every family member changes over time. No one stays the same. That's not how the human being existence works. You know, habits, routines change um, that you might have loved as a child might not feel comfortable when you get older. And, you know, maybe family tensions have worsened as years have passed on. And I know my family was really dysfunctional under the surface and a lot of, you know, abuse going on. And I was sort of the black sheep that brought that to the surface in my family. And it changed the dynamic. Like the dynamic of the family went from having these great family holidays where we're like, you know, so many grandkids, so many aunties and uncles, this big family when truly kids were getting, you know, um, molested, but it was just under the surface. Once I brought that to the surface, there was so much tension. And that's one of the reasons I do not like going back for the holidays because it's just awkward. It's uncomfortable. And I want you to know that it's okay. Bottom line is that just because you accepted these behaviors and those dynamics before does not mean you have to keep accepting them now, right? Maybe you have a, a, a family member, like maybe your brother always comments on your weight, you know, and you really want him to stop. Maybe your grandmother constantly is asking you, you know, what you're doing in school. Maybe certain family members get really drunk and and you're not uncomfortable. With, you're not comfortable with that, you know? For example, for me is my mother-in-law never can accept the fact that I'm an entrepreneur now. The fact that I have quit my career, every time someone will say like, how's your business going? Or, you know, what are you doing? I will give my answer. And then she always has to chime in and say, but she's also doing this. She's also da, da, da. And it's like, that's one thing where I, maybe I'm going to challenge myself to set that boundary because it is a boundary where I feel frustrated. And usually I just ignore her. But maybe this year, maybe I'll say something. That's a challenge for me. Just me telling you all the things about my life. Um, but what I do want to say is by addressing these comforts in a straightforward manner, you know, it can give yourself a, the the gift again of prioritizing your own feelings and needs. And I do think that, you know, in the situation, my example is when we get into a situation of centering boundaries with dynamics where people are saying things and we don't like what they're saying, we have to prioritize the relationship over the past experiences, over, you know, what is the priority here? Um, in my situation, you know, when I have tried to, when I have tried to, um, you know, set boundaries with this person before, it did not turn out well at all. And so now I have to prioritize what do I want to do in this situation? Now, like I said, people who benefited from you not having boundaries will, not will, but might, is a better word, not like that I'm setting boundaries. They will feel really angry about it. Um, you know, if I set a boundary, what if they don't like it? What if they don't do what I ask? 
Your family members might not like your boundaries. Your boundaries might activate their deepest fears and insecurities. They might think to themselves, do they still love me? Are they angry? What does this mean for our relationship, right? Boundaries are, they can create some discomfort in the world. Um, They might get upset. They might get angry. They might need time to adjust. They might even use the guilt and and try to attempt to make you change your mind or gaslight your experience and your boundary. It's really important to enter challenging conversations like this with realistic expectations for how your loved ones might react. So preparing for a surprise, preparing for an emotional or anger, angry reaction, or even sadness, right? Tears like victim mode might be activated in people of poor me. Oh, I'm a horrible parent, those sorts of things. Um, And when you have preparation for these things, it it can make it easier to hold firm in your boundary when you're faced with resistance because you, you potentially most likely will be faced with resistance. So during the conversation, acknowledge that your boundary may be difficult to hear. You know, this might help your loved one see, um, feel really seen, feel really understood and included in the process. And I also like to offer positive alternatives to behaviors that, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out. So I want to make it clear to my loved ones that I care about our relationship and I'm willing to find ways to work um, of better of interacting that feel good for both of us. Right. So an example could be like, um, I will be staying at a hotel when I come home for Christmas this year. I would love to carve out a day to spend together. That's just for, just for us. Or t- talking about this topic, this topic is really difficult for me. Can we change the conversation? I'd love to hear how work's been going for you. Or, you know, it's really important to me that I meet my need for alone time. That being said, time with you is very important to me. And I want to figure out, can we make a, um, can we work together to find a balance that works for both of us? Right. So it's not about like being harsh. It's about if the relationship means a lot to you that you are able to set a boundary in a way that benefits both of you because boundaries should enable a healthier relationship. That's the goal of them. Um, And sometimes no matter how firmly you hold to your boundary, others are going to be unwilling to change. That is also a narrative that is true. Perhaps you might express that your brother's toxic behavior is no longer acceptable to you, but he carries on anyway to be, you know, to just sort of push against that boundary. And then perhaps you explain that you're no longer willing to, you know, host the holiday party, but no one else steps up to volunteer. You cannot change other people. You only have control over your own reactions and behaviors. Know that. You can only control yourself. Sometimes you may have to choose between tolerating the unbehavioral, the unacceptable behavior, or even leaving the environment or not going home. You know, that's a, that's a boundary that's okay as well. I know it is challenging. And what comes with that, that experience is also this sense of grief on what your relationships may have looked like and then reevaluating what they actually look like, but making a bold decision to, you know, cut a toxic environment is a true act and of, of self-care. It's the art of self-care. And I want to acknowledge that you are, you are allowed to simultaneously set boundaries and be a loving, compassionate, and kind human being. You can sit with your loved one's pains. You can hold space for the reaction and sort of let them know how much they mean to you, all while making it clear that you have a boundary that is non-negotiable. 
you know, it, it takes a lot of courage. So if you're listening to this, you're like, I'm going to do it this year, Alexa. I'm going to set a boundary. I'm going to speak up for myself. I'm going to change the dynamic. You are a warrior. Every time you set a boundary, you bring your outer world into alignment with your own inner needs. And that is a priceless gift that you can give yourself. Truly, there's no other gift like it. I'm I'm living proof. Um, and really, if you're thinking, you know, this is one of the beneficial ways we think about codependency and being a people pleaser and healing our trauma wounds. This is a big one. Um, and if you want more work, if you want to do more work on boundaries and really learning more self-worth, please reach out to me um, and, and let's do some work together. Maybe you need some deeper work. If this feels really, really, really scary for you and you cannot do it, I'm also here for you in that context. It's been a pleasure. I am I am hoping that everyone has a lovely holiday, whatever that means for you. Sending you so much peace and love. Bye, everyone. Hello, lovely human. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Authentically You. It truly, it means a lot to have you here listening. And I hope you really took something away from this episode. If you are ever looking for more, check me out on Instagram. I am posting inspirational stuff there all the time. And if you ever want to dig deeper, please reach out to me as well. And let's have a chat about you doing some deeper one-on-one healing. Because let me tell you, that is when the true magic happens.